This is the Married Man Podcast, home of the warrior husband, and I am Brian Bandis of The Married Man. This is episode number 11, which we are going to talk about the idea of stewardship of our potential and how marriage uh, and the fact that it can be challenging and, and painful at times is actually this wonderful tool to help usher us into uh, the fullness of our potential. It's a beautiful thing. There's a Jordan Peterson quote that we're going to that we're going to sort of work from here. So uh, before we do that, please consider sharing this podcast with a brother, friend, uh, coworker, cousin, whatever, uh, somebody that you know who cares deeply about his marriage and the family legacy that he is going to leave behind uh, as much as you do. The Married Man Podcast comes out once a week, and it's where we talk about how to bring our A game to our marriage. And just as importantly, how we become great men by stepping up to fulfill our potential in our roles as husband and for some of us as fathers. And uh, my hope is that if nothing else, after listening to this, I want you to leave with enough fuel in the tank to decide that you're going to give your absolute best, right? You're a warrior husband. You are a freaking warrior for your family, and you're going to bring the thunder and give your absolute best to your family for another week, no matter how hard it may get. So let's start here. This is a quote I saw on Instagram on Jordan Peterson. I know that that for some, he can be a bit of a controversial figure, so uh, we don't have to get into whether or not we agree with everything that he says. This particular quote I thought was fantastic and so relevant, so in line with what we talk about on The Married Man and a great jumping off point, um, a great jumping off point for a lot of the principles that, uh, that we value. Uh, so here's what he said. He said, you want someone to contend with because you learn through that wrestling. You learn where you're an idiot and where you should stop being an idiot and vice versa. So that's the sp- that's the spiritual aspect of marriage, the fact that you have to contend with someone under all sorts of circumstances. It's a manner of promoting psychological or spiritual growth. Now, I don't know about you guys. I've never had an experience where it was revealed to me that I was being an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, that happens frequently. It has happened more than once this week. That's not a joke. That's not That's not false humility. That is real. Um, in fact, I blew it a couple days ago. Um, and I am going to talk about that because that, that is the reality of this marriage relationship is that it does reveal that to us. Um, a couple days ago, I was in a stressful moment and Kelly came over and she was sort of trying to help. Um, and instead of accepting her help and appreciating her, her help, or even just, going about dealing with this situation, I sort of snapped at her. And then that turned into, uh, you know, a, a, I guess a fight, a a conflict anyway, a disagreement. And I told her she picked a fight with me, which she didn't. (laughs) Um, and I shortly thereafter had to leave for an appointment. So I'm driving and I'm, it's weighing me down. I'm not in a good headspace to have a good appointment or anything. And I'm like, man, I don't want to spend the day like at odds with my wife. And I, called and I apologized to her. And frankly, it I needed to. It was on me. It, it was me. I picked the fight, if we're just going to call it what it is. And so what's cool, though, is, uh, and I've shared this in The Married Man, I'm really not great at apologizing. I got a, I got a lot of pride. It's a struggle. I know I'm not the only one. And, and I called and apologized. And usually she is much uh, better about that and quicker to do that than I am. 
Now, in this case, I don't know that she had anything to apologize for. And if she did, she still would have probably beat me to the punch. But uh, in, in this circumstance, I have this opportunity to take this tiny step forward, to swallow my pride, acknowledge, hey, I was short with her. It was really on me. Call and apologize and, and sort of, you know, have the humility to do that. And this, this is the path, guys. As, as Peterson says, you want someone to contend with. Those who know me uh, have heard me say this. I like to say it. I, I, one thing I love about Kelly, one of the reasons we're such a good match is she can take me, man. She can take me. Like she is, she is, we are on equal footing for sure. Um, and she can, she can take me on with my big ego in tow. She can, she can stand up to me. And it's a good thing because as he says, you want someone to contend with because you learn through that wrestling, but you have to want to learn one, one sort of base premise for the married man and my, and an assumption a foundational assumption I'm making for those who are reading the Married Man emails, listening to the podcast, watching the videos, so on. If you're hearing this, I have this base assumption that you want to learn, that you want to grow, that you want to become this man in your marriage. If that's not there, man, that's a non-starter. This is, there's, there's no value in what I'm saying if that desire isn't there. You have to want to learn. You have to want to grow. No growth was guaranteed to me through that through that fight that we had no growth was was guaranteed to me through that conflict and no growth is guaranteed to me through marriage i have to look for it i have to i have to desire it and go out and pursue growth i have to take the time to think and reflect on um, what I'm experiencing, what I'm doing, what needs to change, all of that. If the de- if it doesn't start with that desire, and then I don't go out and pursue that, then all that's going to happen is we're going to have a fight. There's a wedge driven between us. I don't change and grow. I don't swallow my pride. I don't learn anything about her or about myself. And I'm in the same place when we have a conflict again tomorrow. And nothing has changed. There's no growth. It's not a guarantee. So I acknowledge here in the last couple of weeks that I've been letting outside stressors, like in that moment a couple of days ago, come out on occasion on my wife and on my kids. And I have this desire to get better. I have this desire to learn how to manage those stressors and learn how to manage my reaction to them. And I use that word on purpose. Reaction meaning at least to some degree, me not being in control of my reaction, not a purposeful response, right? I want to get better at these things. I believe that astonishing levels of potential were created in each of us. I really do. And I have seen it. I've seen this playing out in my own life. It's been really exciting. It, it starts with one a belief that that is true, that you were created with astonishing levels of potential. And like I said, I keep experiencing this reality that that I really have no idea where the limits of my potential are because I'm experiencing things becoming reality that I, I really didn't think were possible years ago. And that continues to expand. It, it, it's almost like, you remember you'd play a 
one of those video games where you're exploring the map and as you travel it would it would start to like illuminate um you know a portion of the map around you and as you go further you see more and more of the map and you start to realize how big this world is that you're traveling around in right your little ship or your guy or whatever is walking in it and it would continue to expand that is that is akin to my view of potential my view of of life and i'm going oh man i thought the edge of the map was here but i got over here and i'm nowhere near the edge of the map cuz now i can see this this other portion has been illuminated i'm going to go over in there and where i think i assume is is the actual edge of the map and discover that that's not the edge of the map and it continues it's it's beautiful and it makes life exciting i used to take I used to take criticism really, really poorly. Um, and I, I can tell you right now that the guys in Love and Theft, and some of you guys listening know this and some of you don't. I was in a band called Love and Theft, and uh, they're still going. They're still rocking and rolling. And those guys can attest to this. I remember instances where they might come to me and, and say, hey, you need to, to work on this, or you, you, know, you could work on this solo. Have you practiced this? Whatever it is. And Man, I would I would take that criticism and it would hit me right in my insecurities and I would whether the whether the criticism was warranted and valid or not, it would hit me right in my insecurities and instead of responding, instead of processing it, instead of going, "Oh yeah, maybe you're right. Like maybe I should spend a little extra time working on this portion of this song." Instead, I would react. I would lash back because I'm trying to protect my my pride and my ego and I didn't have the emotional maturity I hadn't developed to the point where I could hear criticism and see it as an opportunity to grow instead it was just an assault on my ego and I would react well what's the point of me sharing that is that I'm better at that now now granted it's 10 years later (laughs) but I'm quite a bit better at that um I can pause I can think through whether or not the criticism is valid and where I might need to grow or work on something. I'm a different person in a positive way in this area. That's just one example of over time, we get better. Jim Jim Rohn, I love Jim Rohn. You you guys need to listen to him if you haven't. I'm sure a lot of you have. He's sort of the the father or one of the fathers of like... uh, you know, inspirational self-help stuff like that. He's he's just fantastic. He just seems like he's happy all the time. He says, "The big challenge is to become all that you have the possibility of becoming. You cannot believe what it does to the human spirit to maximize your human potential and stretch yourself to the limit." That's Jim Rohn. Man, I could not agree more. It is so exciting, and, I, and, and, and I'm gaining momentum. If you've ever read the book, Good to Great, they talk about the flywheel. And the flywheel, I might get this a little bit wrong. It was basically this giant stone, multi-ton stone that they would use in grain mills, I believe. And you would have these sticks that would allow you to start to turn this stone, and it would grind, you know, be attached to gears and this whole thing and grind the grain. And it was so heavy that it was so difficult to get this thing going. It would take so much energy and effort and strength. And you push and you push and you push and you finally get it going. But it was also so heavy that it would 
keep itself going for a long time. It was equally difficult to slow it down once it was moving. So the hard work was up front and then you had this momentum. And I love that picture because I'm seeing that in my life. I'm seeing that in my development as a man. I'm seeing that in my business. I'm still pushing the flywheel, but we're not at the very beginning now. I'm starting to get more response from that flywheel for the same amount of effort. And I know that that's going to continue. And it's it's really exciting to see, hey, you know what? I am not a guy who overreacts to criticism every time now. I'm not saying I never do it. I still got room to grow. But I am a guy who reacts thoughtfully most of the time. The flywheel's moving. My potential, you know, my my path of realizing my potential the flywheel's moving. I've got momentum. So I, I have two words that guide my life personally. Came up with this. Uh, I want to say I met with uh, my buddy Derek Bell. And he said, man, I've got a couple words that, that I've agreed. My wife and I kind of talked and these guide what we do. And immediately I was drawn to that. I thought, man, that just simplifies things, gives you such clarity. And I went back and I thought about it and I said, okay, there's two words that I think that I think guide my life. And one of the two is stewardship, because I believe that covers so much. And this act, this act of learning to relate more powerfully and more healthily, more purposefully to those I'm close to is stewardship. It's stewardship of that potential in me. It is stewardship of those relationships that have been entrusted to me. My marriage relationship is a gift and it is something that has been entrusted to me. And I can choose whether or not to steward that relationship. My relationship with my kids, being their father, that is an opportunity that was entrusted to me that I have the the option of whether or not I'm going to steward that. I'm going to, whether or not I'm going to be purposeful about it and, and make the most of it, right? So to me, that, that's a guiding principle in my life is that I want to steward the things that are placed before me, the things that are entrusted to me. It's an honor to be a husband to Kelly. It's an honor to be Oliver and Archie and CJ's dad. There's only one dude in the world that gets to be that guy, and it's me. That's an honor, and I'm going to steward that. So the path of least resistance that is so enticing to most of us at some time is to prioritize me. We live in the, the culture of, I gave no Fs, right? I, the, there's all the memes that go around. Do, do whatever makes you happy. If it doesn't make you happy or if you're around people that don't make you happy or whatever, you know, drop them. It's about you and whatever makes you happy. The culture says that my comfort and my happiness and my immediate gratification is top priority. And that's empty. That is not stewardship of your potential. It's going to cause your potential to flounder. It's selling yourself short. The only things you want to do, the only people you want to be around are those that you're most comfortable around. Man, you're going to miss out. I'm not saying you... You hang around and you put up with you know, abuse of some kind or anything like that. That's not what I'm describing. But man, the guiding principle can't be my comfort. The guiding principle cannot be my pleasure, my immediate gratification. No, because that, that is all weak compared to fulfillment and the realization of potential 
the realization of the fullness of who I was created to be. Man, I get pumped about that idea. I don't know. that. That's like that map, man. I don't know where the edge of the potential is. I don't know what the fullness of, of Brian Bandis is. Brian Bandis fully maxed out. I don't know what that is, but I want to find out, man. I want to get to the end because we are going to die. As Gary Vee always says, we're going to die someday. It's an inevitable reality. So maybe we should make some decisions in light of that unalterable truth. I am going to die. And I want to get to the end and I want to leave it all on the field. I know that's, like I said last week, sports analogies. I can't help myself. They're too easy. I want to leave it all on there. I, I want to get to the finish line of my life and feel like, man, yeah, I did it. That, like, that was my best. I don't, I don't regret not giving it more. Uh, some friends of mine, uh, speaking of love and theft, actually, one of the guys was our drummer for a couple years, Chris Tyrell. Uh, some friends of mine have this this podcast, and Chris is one of them. There's three guys, and they're doing this podcast called Renovating Masculinity that I think is fantastic. And the last episode that I listened to, they were talking about goal setting and this idea of writing your tombstone. And so I thought through that, and I thought, man, what do I want written on my tombstone? And it was pretty simple. Um, I'm not sure that this would never change, but what I came up with for now was... was uh, the greatest father and husband that ever lived and uh, an excellent steward of everything that was entrusted to him. That's it. Greatest father and husband that ever lived, excellent steward of everything entrusted to me. Now, if I'm an excellent steward of everything entrusted to me, there's going to be some natural fallout. I'm going to build great relationships. I'm going to build, uh, most likely, going to steward my talents and my energy and work hard and work effectively and learn and probably build some good businesses and you know have an impact on my community. Those are all things that I want, and they all fall under the heading of stewardship. The, there's something called the funeral exercise, and, and it's similar. I can't remember what book I read it in. I want to say maybe it was, hmm, no, I can't remember, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or something like that, one, one of those. And the idea is you think through, you, you imagine that you're at your own funeral, and you're listening to these people close to you talk, and, and it's a great way to evaluate how you want to operate in the different areas of your life. So you imagine your wife talking about you in front of your funeral. You imagine your kids, you imagine people you work with, you imagine friends, and and it's a way to get clarity on, here's what, here's what I want to be to these people. Here's what the kind of things I want my wife to be saying about me um, at my funeral. And man, this speaks to that. I, I want to I go through that funeral exercise, and, I, and it gives me this clarity on, oh, okay, this is, this is what I want my children to be saying. I want them to say, he gave all that he could to his family. I want to be like him. I want to be I want to be like him as a dad. I want to be like him as a husband. Like that's what I want to build. I would encourage you guys to go through that. Uh, I'm going to try to go back and remember where I read that and I'll and I'll share it uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it was such a helpful exercise. So that brings us all the way back to this. You want someone to contend with because you learn through that wrestling. You learn where you're an idiot and where you should stop being an idiot and vice versa. And that's the spiritual aspect of marriage. The fact that you have to contend with someone under all sorts of circumstances. It's a manner of promoting psychological or spiritual growth. Guys, 
that is available to us through marriage. Thank you for listening. The meat and potatoes of The Married Man is the weekly newsletter. So if you do nothing else, head to themarriedman.co and subscribe to the newsletter. I send out an email and a video once a week. That's what I got for you today. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. A good bye. Thank you.